Good late evening to you and your family. It is Thursday, December 29th at 11.24 p.m. I did not get this post-game streamed quickly after the game for multiple reasons. I uh, Some of you guys know what I do for a living, but I had a phone call with uh, somebody overseas, and I had to get that done, so I apologize to you for not prioritizing you correctly. You're special to me, gosh darn it. Tonight, earlier tonight at 5 p.m., very early tip-off, Purdue beat up on Florida A&M. They beat them uh, 82-49. to I'm going to talk about why they did it. Not that there aren't going to be a ton of people. I don't think we're going to have a ton of viewers after a game like that. Uh, but uh, still, those of you who are streaming, those of you who are listening, those of you, there's, it looks like right now, I don't know if it's true, but it looks like I've got no one live. Uh, I hope I've got someone live. Oh, there we go. Nate Hartman's live, so that's good. That's good enough for me. I'm broadcasting to Nate and Dagnabbit. That's all I need. You're my motivation. You're my muse, Nate. Um, I don't know if that's the right thing to say. Anyway, let me thank my sponsors. Uh, thanks to Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com. Head over there. Enter Boiled at checkout. Get a, get a really nice t-shirt, a really nice sweatshirt. There's other people here. God bless you guys. Um, you fellow diehards, um, enter boiled at checkout, get 15% off, get a sweatshirt, get a t-shirt, cool graphics, cool stuff. Uh, and, and the other thing you could do if you're, if you want to support a Purdue business, darn nabbit, go to AJ's on Vine. Uh, my pal, Adam, one of the owners at AJ's, um, he was texting me. He got, he had tickets fall on his lap. It sounded like tonight. So he was actually in Mackie with you. If you were there, I was not there. My son was there. Who's in the room with me. Um, but he said, uh, AJ's did survive without him there this evening and, um, and they're, they're ready to do business with you. Gosh, darn it. Go, go, good. Go get a beer. Go get some beef. Go get a burger. Eat AJ's.com. Order ahead. Get your stuff. It'll be there when you, when you arrive. My goodness. We've got a cast of literally many watching live. Uh, my pal Jared Gallima is here. John Younger is here. Nate Hartman is here and two other people that haven't commented, but thank you all. Um, I really, I, I told my son, LBD, I said, I don't think we're going to have many viewers after this one. It's not a game that's going to um, light the fire under the fan base. Um, so <laughs> that's great. Uh, look at that. Adam checks in. So um, it's not a game that's going to light the fire under the fan base. It's not a game that's going to get you real excited because whenever a team is favored by what, 34 and a half points, something like that. Um, it doesn't feel like there's much reason to, to get stoked about it. Um, you kind of think um, it should be an autopilot. But when you, oh, look, another one of my friends. These are like Ron Gables here. Um, but the people uh, the people that might worry about a game like this is a, is a program like Iowa. Remember, they were favored by, what, 36 points or something ridiculous like that, and they lost two weeks ago. 36.5, and they lost by, they, they lost uh, two weeks ago. So it can happen. And uh, tonight, in the first half, Purdue did not play their best game by any means. Uh, in fact, they, they watched a 19-point lead slip down to 11 points right before the end of the first half. Purdue was up by just 11 points. And it was mostly because they kind of took their foot off the gas defensively. Uh, and guess what? You, tell me if you've heard this one. Stop me if you've heard this one. Um, Purdue still can't shoot the basketball from deep. Uh, in the first half, they were shooting right around the high teens, I believe. 
the game, they end up shooting the ball. I think I think they hit 24%. Yeah, 24% of their three-pointers. This is a thing. This is a problem that this team has, and I don't know if we can blame it on anything other than they're just, I hate to say this, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it, they're just not that good of a shooting team. Uh, I think I can say that. Almost everybody on the team is shooting worse than they did last year from three. Guys like uh, Morton, he's way off. I think he's close to 15% lower. Uh, guys like First, he's shooting the ball way worse. In fact, he has some shots. Almost every game, Morton or First will have a, a shot. It's just not even close. Um, Brandon Newman shooting a little bit worse. Gillis is shooting the ball worse. Um, all these guys are a little bit off. And here's the thing, though. If you judge the entire quality of the of the offense based on just shooting you're going to be uh you're going to be you're going to be wrong this offense is pretty damn good but they just can't shoot very well from deep and i can't figure it out even jenkins who's a career he's a very strong shooter one of the best shooters in the ncaa of active players um he's not shooting the ball that well this year uh, he's he went one for four tonight this is a great example jenkins goes jenkins goes one for four from three Lawyer goes one for five for, for three. And if you watched him in high school, he was one of the best high school shooters I can remember watch shooting the ball. Um, let's see. I'll keep going. Um, Morton was 0 for three again. Um, oh, I'm not going to say that one. But Brandon Newman, was, was he shot 50% from three. <laughs> no. But anyway, so Newman, though, gets my game ball, gets the Boiled Sports game ball. And I know I'm meandering a lot, and I appreciate you for you. Uh, staying here with me this long. Um, but Brandon Newman played just a whale of a game. He played the ball. He played every part of the game well. Not only did he have 18 points, not only did he shoot 50% from three, three for, three for six, like I said. Well, he did one thing poorly, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but he also had, this is pretty awesome, five block shots. And this talks about, this, this goes right to what we've been talking about all year with Brandon Newman, how much of a different player he is. He is he when he is locked in on defense, he's really good. He's really effective. But blocking that many shots, that doesn't just happen. That means you're in the right place to make plays. And his technique has changed. A couple other guys blocked two shots. Of course, Zach Eady, who is averaging two and a half block shots a game or two point three block shots a game. Morton had two block shots. He had a very weird game. He had just one point. Uh, he shot zero for three from the field. He had no turnovers and he had uh, four assists. Um, he was effective at times at doing the, the things that, uh, most people don't notice a lot of, uh, a lot of Purdue fans aren't big fans of Morton. I've talked about this on Twitter. I still don't get it just because I love the fact that he's always, he does the hard stuff tonight. He was on the floor a lot going for loose balls, but sometimes it looked like it was almost like he was just falling down. So it was a weird game though tonight. And I'm taking this one with a bit of a grain of salt. I think Purdue handled their business, uh, Letting Florida A&M cut the lead all the way down to 11 before just exploding the second half. Um, it's kind of, it's tough to, especially when you got a, a lot of young guys, it's tough to keep your, your game high, right, when you're when you're beating up on a team. And Purdue managed to do it and improved to 13-0. and It's the, only the third time in the program's history they're 13-0. and Another thing that's interesting, a byproduct of not playing good teams for the last couple of weeks uh, Purdue's Ken Palm ranking has dropped from, I think, third down to seventh. This is going to happen. I think that's not the end of the world. I told you the rankings aren't the end of the world. 
none of this stuff is that big of a deal. But Purdue really needs to figure something out on uh, just how to knock down shots. I know there are people in the comments, I think, in previous days have said the poor shooting doesn't bother them very much. The poor shooting bothers me quite a bit because it's going to matter in Big Ten games. They're going to start playing teams that will make them pay for not hitting these shots. Not only will obviously not be on the scoreboard, but they'll turn around and go the other way. When you miss threes, a lot of times they're long rebounds. Purdue had that happen. I think once or twice in the first half, there was it was pretty important, uh, led directly to buckets. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate saying things like, is it, is it too early to say they're just they're not going to get that back? I don't know. They 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 just don't look like that good of a shooting team. They keep rebounding well though, and that's one thing that's great. That's one thing that keeps them uh, in the driver's seat in so many games. But they had forty three rebounds tonight, um, and uh, they're an unselfish team. They're an unselfish team, and they're fun to watch. So uh, I don't have too much more to add other than uh, uh, I've always loved Brandon Newman, and I'm glad to see Brandon Newman doing well. I do. I love that dude. I do. I just love him. I think he's a great LBD's off camera, and he's anyway. Let me let me look at the yeah, let me look at the uh, 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 the comments again. I appreciate everybody tuning in live, and everybody listening, uh, streaming uh, on delay. Uh, Nate Nate Hartman says it's a good get right game. Exactly. It it and it was, but still the shooting didn't get right. So. Yeah, uh, I guess we put a little asterisk there and hope for things to come back. And I still think guys like I still think guys like Lawyer and even Morton. I think Morton's a good shooter. He shot forty four percent last year from three. This year, I think he's in the twenties. It's probably falling, but uh, I think these guys can still shoot. I know First can still shoot, and even guys like Kaufman Wren, who's a pretty darn good shooter. Um, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird that it keeps happening game after game after game. One thing that we know, though, and I, I said this to a pal of mine that I was watching the game with, the importance of uh, of Mason Gillis being in the, the lineup. I think we saw without Mason Gillis, Purdue does not have the pop as a team that they need, when you, especially when you're not shooting that well. When you can't knock down threes consistently, you need a guy that not only goes for loose balls, but everybody else kind of feast, uh, feeds on that energy. And Gillis is one of those guys that I just I just love the fact that he's always in the right place at the right time. And even if he's not in the right place at the right time, he just goes and gets the ball, does does the work, puts in the work all the time. Another guy that I think is good for Purdue's energy level, every time I watch uh, Trey Kaufman-Wren play, I just love watching him play because of the fact he just keeps wanting the contact. He plays with such a high physical um uh, threshold for he can take he can take contact still make the shots um he wasn't getting calls tonight neither was anybody um but he had a pretty bad exchange where on one end uh he should have been a foul uh he went up to dunk it i think and drew nothing no was on the other side tried to dot uh, yeah right was it the next play the next play the next possession other end of the court he went up to try to block a shot he gets called for the foul ends up on the floor well, the ball didn't lie. I think the the shooter went one for two for Florida A and M, but just the lack of consistency always makes me nuts in college basketball. The officials did not let us down tonight because they were inconsistent. Um, let's see. Nate, Nate Hartman says caught me just for a bit. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, really were waiting to to have their nightcap and to 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 uh, call it a night just to to hear this beautiful voice. I, I don't doubt that. Um, let's see. Jared Gelma says, handsome fellas are here. Well, just one almost handsome fella. Uh, Ron Gable, present. Thank you, sir. Um, 
John Younger uh, filled my Purdue basketball addiction over break. What filled? What filled? You. Let's see. Huh? You did. Me? Me? Yes. That's so kind. Gosh, I could cry. Um, okay. Uh, KMKV6 asks a good question. What's my prediction for the next uh, five games? You know what I'm going to do is I may just go over these right now on live. I'll do it live. Um, that's a good question. Let's. Um, I don't know the games uh, off the top of my head. So I'm going to do it right now. Uh, the next game, I know that. They play Rutgers on January 2nd, 7 p.m., same day as the Bull game. The Bull game kicks off at 1 o'clock. The Rutgers game tips off at 7. So if you're like me, you're going to you're gonna hustle right up to uh, West Lafayette and, and go to AJ's and get something to eat. Uh, it's actually exactly what my wife and I are planning to do, but we don't know where we're going to get there, when we're going to leave. Um, so let's look at these next five games. First, they've got... Uh, darn it! This is one of those schedules that doesn't show you where it is. Mike, do you know where do you know where they're playing these games? Any chance? Okay, so I'll, I'll figure it out. So they've got their their. I linked up in today, so I should be able to remember. Where so they've got Rutgers. I think Rutgers is a lot more of a struggle than uh, I'd like it to be because I I love their center. I think he's really really good. I think he can guard Edie man to man, and if Purdue can't hit threes versus Rutgers, they lose. How about that? If they can't hit threes versus Rutgers, they lose. Because Rutgers is very defensive-minded, and they attack the glass. So there's, uh, I would say, Purdue. So I say they beat Rutgers. Then they go to Ohio State, play in Columbus in the Value City Schottenstein Furniture Center. Uh, and that's $11, that. $11 tickets, so it's not that far away. $11 tickets, not that far away, says LBD. Uh, boy, so you got. I'm not. Before I do this, let me go. Let me go through all of them. Then you play at Ohio State. Then you go to Penn State, play uh, the uh, the Nittany Shrewsburys, and then you have. Uh, then you host Nebraska before heading to Michigan State. Now that is a stretch, and that was why the question. Then the sixth game in the next stretch is uh, goes to Minnesota. Um, that's a tough stretch. Uh, the Minnesota game, of course, is the one that looks the best because Minnesota just doesn't look very good right now. Uh, Nebraska beat up on Iowa tonight. Uh, that was at Nebraska. It's funny how much difference the the student section makes in a in an arena because students were there at Nebraska. That place looked dead. Nebraska still found the industry in uh, energy and uh, really was kind of laying the wood to Iowa. Um, Penn State is a different team this year. And um, Michigan State is still Michigan State, and that's on the road. So if you got you got six games, all tough. I'm going to say I'm not going to give you individual games, but I will say Purdue's going to go four and two over that six six game stretch. Um, it's a tough stretch. What do you th- what do you say, LBD? Um, over the big the this next stretch that I just described that you weren't listening to because you're on your I'm not listening. Okay. I'm not listening to you. What was the next? Was the next? Okay, I say uh, when. Okay, I said probably lose the Rutgers because they can't hit. Wow, he says L right away. Win, win. Um, that's at Michigan State. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I said they probably lose one of the next, none of the other games. So probably they get. He it. says four and two as well. So, so there you go. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. They could. They could. There are a lot of potential pitfalls there. So you're gonna get. To, they're gonna. Get to, they're going to get to test their ranking, number one. They're going to get to test uh, how well they can play as they continue to shoot like dog garbage. I mean, like, 
Mercy. Uh, that's, that's a good stretch. It's a very good question. Uh, so KMKV6. I don't know what you had. You didn't give me, tell me what you think they're going to be, but I say they're going to be four and two over the next six games. That is a tough, tough stretch. And uh, I'm kind of like a, a coach. I just live in the now. I enjoy the Christmas break, and I haven't even looked ahead past the Rutgers game because that's the one I have tickets to. So uh, that is a tough stretch, though. Uh, if anybody disagrees with me, think, thinks they're going to go 6-0, and whew, you think 6-0, and you are a, you are, you're brave, you're a brave diehard type of person, but that's a tough stretch of six games. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, somebody's just completely revising history in here. I'm not even going to... That's not the way it happened. Anyway, so um, let's see. Uh, Adam says, uh, going to have to come up with a boiled special. Yes. Yes. I had a few tables uh, name drop boiled sports today. Appreciate that. That's great. So Adam from uh, from AJ says, people were dropping the boiled sports name. And if you go into AJ's, drop the name, say, hey, I'm here because Boiler Dowd from Boiled Sports sent me. Give me the boiled special. Uh, I don't know what Adam's going to do to help you, but I guess you can find out. He'll, he'll, he'll figure that out. I don't know if he's in there. Every time, this is not a joke, every time we go to AJ's, Adam's not there. And it's because of poor timing. Now, Adam, one of the hardest working men in the, in the restaurant business. But anyway, it's true, isn't it, LBD? Every time we go in there, he's not there, but we still we eat there. Anyway, John Younger says 6-0, and going un, unbeaten. Why not Purdue this year? Sure, sure. So you're saying they're going to go about, what, 34-0 and then? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, KMKV6 says 5-1, and one, but I'm a longtime uh, overly hopeful fan. I, we need people like you, and I'm not ever going to tell either of you guys. 6-0 and oh or 5-1, and one, I'm not going to tell you not to be hopeful. That'd be wrong of me. But I will tell you what I think. I just think 4-2 and two is probably more likely. That is a tough stretch. And 4-2 and two isn't bad. It's not done damn the season. None of that. But I think if Purdue wins... Two more, they'll. It'll be the best start ever in Purdue basketball history. No, I don't think so. We could have our analytics. We'll have the boiled sports. We'll have the boiled sports analytics department get on this, and we'll get on Twitter. But they're getting close to a program record start, which is awesome. They're already. They're. Uh, it's happened three other times. They've started thirteen and zero, but they're getting into pretty rare air. Regardless, longest streak, winning streak ever in the history of the program, I think is. 17 or 18 wins, they're not going to get there. Uh, that's okay. That's wrong. That's, I don't think they're going to get there. So I hope I'm proven very wrong and I'm just eating tons of crow, but they got some things to work out. To me right now, I'll be really honest. I'll be really frank because I've been rambling for 18 minutes about a game that I didn't think was uh, one that you guys would want to hear much about. But if I were going to be really honest right now, if I watch Purdue play right now, I think they look like a really, they look like a good team. They do not look like the best team in the nation. Just me, right now. Good team. Good team. Um, and I think they were playing. Right. IU always looks like the best team in the nation. See, this is not true. Back in November, though, I will say, when they when they went on that, tur that tournament tear in Portland, they did look like the best team in the nation. No exaggeration. They just don't look like it right now. And that's how college basketball is. Very few teams stay and play at a high level all season. But uh, Purdue is playing well. They're just not playing like the best team in the nation. That's just what I think. And it's not, by the way, it's not just it's not just the shooting. I think there are some things they can do defensively that are better. I think they can 
play more cohesively. When we saw the rhythm they could get into versus Duke and Gonzaga, when the defense created offense, that's pretty special. They are not playing that way right now. They just aren't. Um, and I think they still got it in them. I don't think there's anything about freshmen hitting walls. I don't think there's any reason to believe any of that. I just think they're not playing their best basketball right now. And like I said a long time ago, I want to see them playing their best basketball in March and April. That's my wish. So if they have to drop a couple to learn some things here, I'll take that deal any day of the week. And I'm not saying you have to make that deal, but I'll drop anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, KMKV6 says, Purdue does often play to the level of their competition, for better or for worse. They didn't play to the level of their competition today. They they, they crushed them, right? They, they really beat up on them. Um, and they... Um, they played, a, they played a good game. Uh, they played like the better team. They beat up on them very badly. That's not. I don't think they played the level of their competition today. I don't think they really have. I mean, even the other, what's the, uh, the Davidson game is probably the biggest example of that, where they were playing to the level of their competition. They were pretty flat in that game, but you could attribute that to multiple things. I'd say that's the only game that I can remember this season where they really dropped the level of play, where they just weren't playing well, but... Um, like I said, there are many things we could do to, to explain that away. Um, they just got some things to figure out. Plain and simple. That's all there is to it. Um, so that's about all I've got. We're at about 20 minutes. Do appreciate you tuning in. I, I hope I hope my additional thoughts uh, make you think a little bit. And you can leave your comment below. You can subscribe. You can hit the bell. Do the whole thing. I know. Uh, what? Smash that subscribe button obliterate the bell. I think that's what I'm supposed to say. Sorry, guys. I'm not that guy. You know that. God bless you. Hammer down. We will talk to you soon. Um, let's see. I got one more comment. It's long, so I'm going to say it. Sean Stevenson says, the shooting was there in November. They do a lot of little things well, which helps them against below-level teams. They will need the shooting during the big season, 10 season. That is it. That's the whole thing. Sean just put it on a bow. Very well put, very succinct. You could have just listened to Sean's comment and not listened to me talk for 19 minutes, 22 minutes, whatever it is. Um, but uh, great, great, well put. He's right. Better teams will make you play, make you pay for not shooting the ball well. That's true. Um, so I will say this. This is probably the last time I'm going to see you in 2022. And this is the last time you will see me in 2022. So I'm going to uh, wish you Happy New Year. God bless you. Uh, hopefully I'll see you in Mackey Arena if you've got tickets for the Rutgers game. Um, look forward to talking to you. But, but uh, we'll all be different at that point. We'll be, we're, we're in the future at that point. Happy 2023 to you. God bless you. Hammer down this time and for real. We'll see you.